Hey everybody, I'm Zach. And I'm Jesse. And you're watching Tesla Time News. Episode 154. On Now You Know. Brought to you, as always, by our wonderful Patreon patrons. And by our friends at the Fairfield Inn & Suites by Marriott, the solar-powered hotels in Schaumburg, Illinois. And also, their sister hotel, the Town Place Suite Hotel, right next door. Both solar-powered, both have EV charging. And don't forget to use our Amazon affiliate link. Um, as Amazon Associates, we earn from qualifying purchases. And as always, we're brought to you by Ecoware.us. We've got new designs uploaded every week. In fact, uh, I'm wearing a new one this week. Can you guess what it means? Uh, and we are carbon offset from the manufacturer, shipping, and life cycle of your purchase, and we plant a tree for every order. And every order helps support us here on Now You Know. So you know how everyone talks about uh, the big news that's going to be coming up soon, which is that the Gigafactory in Shanghai, China, is going to be pumping out cars into the Chinese car market. Yes. Well, I thought it was important to remind people that there's another big car market in Asia that uh, a lot of people are excited about and that is South Korea. So according to Vincent, who is a big Twitter user that Elon tweets out a lot, uh, the Model 3 in South Korea, after incentives, can be had for less than $27,000. Wow. So the interesting thing is that Korea had an incentive for EVs, but only if the car could fully charge in under 10 hours at a standard outlet. Now that gave small battery cars a huge advantage. Mm. This rule was changed in 2017, so now a Tesla can get the 9 million won federal incentive plus provincial incentives. So the Model 3 starts at 52 million won. But like, who cares? It's just South Korea. It's like a little, it's a small country, right? So it's actually a big car market. They sell over a million cars a year in South Korea. Oh, okay. And with all of these incentives, the Model 3 could be bought for about 32 million won or about $26,000. So, I mean, I was thinking mm -hmm. that uh, this is great for Tesla. They build the cars at the Shanghai Gigafactory. Mm -hmm. They pop them on a train and send them down to South Korea. And uh, they're right there. I mean, it's so easy to get the cars from China uh, to South Korea. Train? What are you talking about? Put it on a train, goes down to South... Oh, it has to go through North Korea. Yeah. I guess we put it on a boat instead. It, it'll be a boat. It'll be a boat ride. So you remember when I got solar on the roof here at our house back in 2013, mm -hmm. I used what's called a power purchase agreement. I didn't purchase the solar panels from Tesla. Tesla installed them and I pay Tesla every month for the electricity I generate. Right, so that's a power purchase agreement. And they're pretty common in some solar markets. It depends on the incentives that the solar installers can can benefit from, usually right. from uh, state governments. But then Tesla did away with the power purchase agreements. So pretty you, much, you yeah. can no longer really get a power purchase agreement, which is too bad because now you either have to pay upfront in cash or you have to take a loan out. But get this, Tesla has this new thing called Rent Tesla. So basically, uh, for as little as $50 a month for a small system, $100 for a medium, and $150 a month for a large, you can rent a Tesla solar system to be put on your roof. Okay, so how does that work? I mean, you t do you have to pay for installation? No, installation's included. Interesting. And that also includes support and maintenance. And there's no long-term contract. You can cancel at any time. But there's solar panels on your roof. It's not like a, it's not like a cable subscription where they just don't allow you to you know, benefit from being able to watch cable or if that's even a benefit anymore. <laughs> well, it is kind of weird. You're right. Uh, so if you stop paying the monthly payment, they de-energize the system and just leave it on your roof. If you want it removed, that'll cost you $1,500. Okay. But I mean, like, wouldn't there 
just be panels left on people's roofs that aren't energized? Well, if you take a look at this chart here, it actually makes you money to pay Tesla. I know that sounds weird, uh, but as you pay Tesla the 50 bucks a month, as you can see on this chart here, you're actually making more than that every year. So to keep the systems energized saves you money. I see, because it's actually going to be making you money. And depending on these states, and you can see that the states are, you know, differ here, and that's based on generation amounts and based on net metering amounts. Right. But basically, uh, and it probably depends on a bunch of factors, but you would be making more money because you'd be generating electricity with these rented solar panels that are on your roof. So it behooves you to spend the $50 a month. It doesn't make any sense at all unless you were going to get rid of all of your electrical appliances. and Right. Uh, there's no reason to not have I mean, them on And I guess the reason Tesla's doing this is unlike a power purchase agreement where there's like a 20-year agreement and there's you know long-term contract, here, because you can stop at any time, I'm guessing that gets a whole bunch of new consumers who would be worried about long-term agreements to sign up for it. Right. And I mean, the problem now with the loans is that, you know, if you get a loan, there are a lot of different... Uh, financial implications to that. I mean, for instance, uh, I have student debt and I also have a car loan. And so my credit score is being negatively affected, not by much, but it's being negatively affected because I have right. uh, the, the utilization of my loans is too high. Right. And so that could be a factor for some people who, you know, might already have a mortgage and then, you know, oh, I need to get a loan to put solar on my roof. It totally makes sense financially, but it might not make sense credit score wise and stuff like that. So this is a great option. And finally, finally something that Tesla is offering that I think they should have been offering this whole time. It's kind of weird because I feel like after Tesla bought SolarCity, they probably lost a lot of people at SolarCity that knew what they were doing. Mm. And now you've got probably people who are like, hey, I've got an idea. And it's like, they don't have a lot of institutional knowledge anymore, I guess. They, they kind of lost out because they were the number one solar provider in the states that they were in. Right. Now they're like number three in most states. Right. They lost out mostly because they stopped power purchase agreements and also yeah. they stopped door-to-door -door, uh, salesmanship, which I think was a very uh, effective way of getting solar on people's roofs. I mean, especially once you get one house in a neighborhood, yeah. it just spreads like wildfire because yeah. everyone's like, oh, it doesn't look that bad. Right. And, oh, he just said that his electric bill is nothing. And in fact, he's, you know, making money from the panels or he's, his electric bill is so much cheaper because he's paying a lower rate for the panels. Right. You know, it just lowered your electricity bill. And I, I guess this is going to do the exact same thing. It's a good strategy in my mind. I guess we'll see when the quarterly numbers come in. So what do you think this is, Jess? Um, that's a Chevy Bolt. Looks like a Bolt. Uh, nope. Um, is it a Volt? No, it's, it's a Chevy. Yeah. And there's no tailpipe. Nope. So it's a Bolt. <laughs> it's, uh, well, it's the Chinese version of the Bolt EUV. Uh, what is an EUV? Well, um, Chevy filed for the trademark on this earlier this year. It's the, an electric utility vehicle. So it's an SUV. Uh, no, it's an electric utility you vehicle. You can't do sports with it. You can only do electric, electric things. <laughs> only electricians can do utility things with I, it? I guess. I don't know. So they did release the Buick V-Lite 6 EV and the Baojun E200. Um, what? I've never heard of those cars. Oh, well, those are two Chinese-only vehicles. They're produced by a joint venture partnership in China. So, yeah, so GM said uh, in the next 18 months, GM will introduce two new all-electric vehicles based off learnings from the Chevrolet Bolt EV. And they didn't do that. Okay. No. So they made two EVs, yep. to give them credit. It's only in China. Yep. China only. 
Um, and now, this, and I've never heard of them. Right now, this new one that you just saw is going to be called the Chevy Menlo, and it will be produced in China by SAIC and GM Joint Ventureship. Um, all we know about the car at this moment is that it's got a 174 horsepower motor and a 150 kilometer per hour top speed. We don't know anything about the range, price, anything like that, and we know that it's expected to launch later this year in China. 150 kilometers an hour is not extremely fast. No, it's mainly a city car. So, and this is pretty normal for Chinese cars. Right. So this sounds like it's it's another China only special. Yeah. Man, China gets all the good stuff, huh? Well, but you know what's funny here though is yeah. that if Elon had said something like this, if Elon had said, uh, you know, I'm going to do something in 18 months, and then he didn't produce and he underdelivered, everyone would have said, "Fud story." Elon doesn't deliver on promise. Right. So instead, it's just not a story at all. No one cares. Right. I've just been hearing crickets about i mean i haven't heard anything about this unfortunately you don't just hear crickets when it, something like this happens because right. uh, well i guess fortunately because you'd just be hearing crickets all the time i don't like look it's exciting for china yeah that's great but i don't live in china and also really hard to hear things about what happens in china it's like we live on a different planet so it's just uh it's just a bummer yeah you know we don't have drone shots of this car no. coming out every you know couple weeks like we do with the with the shanghai gigafactory it's just this like I don't know. It, I don't even know that it happened because they're just they just showed a couple pictures. You know, yeah. we need, if you know more of our viewers in China got to get us some uh, some photos going. Like we got Dima in China. Like it's true. You know, some good reporting from China would help. It would really help. But we it's I mean it that's tough. That's it is. a tough ask. It is. So analyst Tony Sakanaji from Bernstein claims that his analysis of the executive turnover rate of executives that report directly to Elon Musk is 44% turnover rate annually. So compare that to the 9% at the average Silicon Valley company. Yeah, I mean, look at this chart here. Um, number two here is Lyft with mm -hmm. fairly big turnover. Um, but then it, it drops right down to companies that hardly ever see any turnover. Because, I mean, imagine, normally you get hired as like VP of something or else, you know, like VP of comfortable chairs. And that's it. You're, you've got that job for life. It's a cushy position. It is. So Tony Sakanaji said, our analysis indicates that Tesla's annualized executive turnover level has been 27%, notably higher than the cohort average of 15%, but not outlandish. While one could argue that Tesla's high turnover reflects its unique and demanding culture, we worry that such turnover not only causes instability, but could also reflect more significant concerns among senior leaders about the company's direction or workplace practices. And I got to say, I kind of agree with Tony here in that if, you know, every few months some big VP is leaving and you were used to reporting that person or working with that person and you're like, okay, uh, deliver this to Fred. Oh, Fred's not working there anymore? Right. Oh, who who do I deliver this to? Right. Well, and also you have, each executive has their own like thing that they're doing and the way they're doing it. And now like that has to get completely changed as a new person comes on board. I think what's interesting here is that most of us as customers don't get to see any of this except in one area, which is customer service. Right. I do believe that what we've been seeing lately with kind of weird customer service issues is because of this weird turnover. Um, whereas if we were talking about like stamp and die, uh, we don't see that as customers. It's not right. customer facing. But I think that there's one particular reason that we see such a high turnover rate. And it's not necessarily Elon is a terrible boss. And it's not necessarily that the work culture is just super duper demanding. It's that Tesla is a very highly coveted company when you're talking about your resume. And we talked about this before, but basically the idea is this. You are a, a VP or you're moving up into a VP spot at Tesla. I know that basically 
pretty much everyone who's watching this has gotten a job at some point. And so what you do is you find a job listing, you apply, you know, you hand in your resume and maybe they give you a call and they say, oh, I, I looked over your resume. You look like a good candidate. Why don't you come in for an interview? This is not what happens when you get to the higher levels of corporate culture, right? You are constantly being headhunted. That is the that is the term. You are headhunted by headhunters. Right. Um, they're not trying to kill you, um, but they are trying to um, convince you to leave your job and go to a different job. Right. And they have so many different tools at their disposal. They can offer you bonuses. They can offer you a better salary. Um, you could be doing something that you're more interested in doing. Right. No, that's a really good point. I want to bring up uh, one of these guys here that just did that, J. Eric Purcell. He had been working at Tesla for almost seven years. He held several positions, including director of manufacturing for body stamping and tool and die at the Fremont factory. Um, and then most recently, for the past three years, Purcell was Tesla's director of manufacturing quality. Now, here's a guy who started at like Kia and a couple other companies mm -hmm. as like managers. Then he moved to like floor manager at like some other car company. Mm -hmm. Then at Tesla, he was a floor manager of like stamp and die. And then if you look at his resume he just moved up the ranks right into these this big director position and then where's he working now he's working at gibson guitar corporation in tennessee yeah so imagine this gibson's looking for a manufacturing process i think he's head of you know global quality assurance or something um and so you're headhunted away they're like oh you can go to tennessee hang out and play your guitar all day and join a band and uh get some free flights and all this stuff perfect right i mean we're talking bonuses we're talking a huge salary upgrade. I mean, Tesla does not pay a lot right. to their VPs. Um, and you get to sit around the office all day and be like, when I worked at Tesla, right. this is what we did. <laughs> Let me tell you a little bit about Tesla, everybody. Now, <laughs> It's a dream job. Like, I, I just imagine for a moment, like whether you like Gibson guitars or you like Fenders, if you like guitars in general, being head of quality at a guitar company, we're gonna be like, hey, hand me that guitar. <laughs> Let me check its quality. <laughs> All right, this is pretty good. You know, I think is a pretty yeah. dope job yeah. and one that you would love to have. And so after working at Tesla for seven years, um, your resume looks great. And so you're going to get headhunted away. Yeah. It's that clout factor. You have someone who used to work at Tesla. He was a VP at Tesla. It's a hard job. Like, I don't want to take that away but there is this silver lining at the end of it so you're gonna be like i will bust my ass off i will work really hard at this company so that way at the end i can get headhunted away to wherever i want to work whatever my true passion is and if it's guitars you go to gibson so according to nissan electric charging locations have outnumbered gas stations in the uk according to nissan there are 9199 active ev charging stations in the country as of august compared to 8396 open gas stations okay so i mean when they when we say charging stations we mean like a plug yeah we mean a physical one uh you know Right, like either uh, J17, or I guess it's Type 2 in England, or it would be a quick charging station, either Chadamo or uh, DC Fast Charging. Right, but we're looking at just one stall. Whereas and when we're saying a gas station... We mean all the stalls. Right, which could be anywhere from two at the very minimum up to like 18, 20 pumps. Right. So it's not... Not an apples to apples. Not an apples to apples, but I would argue that this metric is... Uh, wrong as well because i think that the number of charging locations in the united kingdom was much higher than the gas stations way earlier i think as soon as you had around 8396 uh, electric cars in england um owned by people who live in homes uh 
you would have that number of charging stations because your house is a charging station. I don't oh, want I people to forget when you have an electric car, you can charge it at your house. If, if you're lucky enough to have, you know, a driveway. Yes, and, of course. Right. If you can, you know, get an extension cord or, or put in a charging station at your house, then it totally works. And what I found was interesting was uh, the UK peaked in 1970 when there were 37,000 open gas stations across the country. Now there's only 8,300. Wow. So, I mean, isn't that funny? A, a four times as many. And I think this is, you know, when I was a kid, there's lots of gas stations that would have just one or two pumps. Mm. They'd be kind of mom, pa owned. And uh, that's pretty much, you know, maybe it was attached to like a, a mechanic's garage. Mm. But nowadays, many of these have like, you know, 15, 20 pumps. And, and a then convenience a store. big convenience store. Right. Okay. So it's changed, you know, how gas is delivered. Interesting. So take a look at this footage here. This is the Audi e-tron and it's the first BEV to earn a 2019 Top Safety Pick Plus award from the insurance. Insurance Institute for Highway Safety, or IIHS. Now, you remember that in 2017, the Tesla Model S achieved a good score, but it failed to get the top IIHS crash rating. Um, the Chevy Bolt EV also achieved a top safety pick, but it wasn't awarded the plus like the Audi e-tron. The e-tron also achieved a five-star crash safety rating under the Euro NCAP standard in Europe. And I think that this is a great thing. Congratulations, Audi. You just made a safer car than your gas-burning version. Mm -hmm. So the Audi Q8, I believe it is, looks almost identical to the Audi e-tron, and it only gets a top safety pick. It doesn't get the plus. So I think that this is great because, I mean, Audi obviously knows how to make cars, and they're pretty good at making safe cars. It's amazing that they can make their first electric car ever mm -hmm. be safer than their gas-burning car that they've been making for a very long time. I think that it shows that electric cars are just inherently safer when it comes to crash safety. And isn't this a wonderful future to look forward to? Like, we could be switching to electric cars and maybe, you know, we could be thinking like, oh, we have to do it because of the climate or because of pollution. Um, but uh, they aren't as safe. Oh, it just, oh, that just super sucks. Right. But we don't have to think that. We can be looking forward to the future where more people are going to be surviving accidents because they're going to be in electric cars. And I think Tesla pushed this to happen. If it weren't for the fact that Tesla was getting the best marks, I bet Audi would have been like, and don't worry so much about the safety. But right. they knew that they had Tesla on their tail. Right. So they had to show this off. The other thing that just struck me here was that the IIHS has a way to differentiate the different levels of safety. I don't think it's a great way they do it. Uh, it's the top safety pick and the top safety pick plus um, but there can also be multiple top safety picks which means that it's not the top safety pick it's just one of the top safety picks but unlike nitz's rating which we told you about last week with the five stars is at least they've differentiated at least there's some way that consumers can see that like oh i've got a plus now what i would argue though is that as a consumer i get very confused very fast because uh, i see that some car gets five stars and then i see that on the IHS, it's like a top safety pick, but I'm like, is do, what it's do very I? Confusing. What, how do I weigh this? We really need numbers. Exactly. I mean, I think these two groups have dumbed this down for like the consumer, because consumers can only understand stars and pluses. Right. Um, we no numbers are fine. Give us a scale and give us a number. The other thing is IIHS hasn't tested the Model X yet, so I can't compare Audi e-tron to the Model X because right. they haven't tested it. And the Model X has been out much longer than the right. Audi e-tron. So I don't understand why that is the case. Right. It's very confusing. Very confusing. So next move is Europe's leading electric car rental company with 10 locations and 370 electric vehicles in their fleet. 
Now, they've been working with Tesla since 2015, and they're one of Tesla's largest fleet customers. They've bought more than 50 Teslas so far. And, you know, they've done so much to help get butts in seats, like we're always talking about. They're helping to spread the word about EVs mm -hmm. because a lot of people rent uh, an electric car or Tesla from them and, you know, have it for a few days or a week, and they're like, wow, this is great. I want to get one. So that's great. But what's that's the, that's the whole story? You just well, next move good. No, no. So what happened here is that Tesla just canceled 85 Model 3 orders from December of 2018 because Tesla wouldn't agree to delivering their cars defect free. Wait, so Tesla canceled because Tesla wouldn't deliver something? Yeah, it's been it's been a weird story and I've been talking to Next Move about it to get all the facts. Mm -hmm. uh, basically, Teslas were delivered with paint chips, tire damage, missing emergency call buttons, wrong wiring harnesses for Europe, defective turn signals, onboard charger problems, and Next Move says it's undisputed that Tesla lacks a defect-free delivery process. Wow. So basically here what's going on is there's mm -hmm. very poor customer service and Next Move is not the only one we've heard this from. We've heard this from many customers throughout Europe and the US. Now, to be fair, Often, the delivery process from Tesla goes super smoothly and there's no problems at all. But when there is a problem, um, Tesla has a horrible track record of fixing problems to customer satisfaction. Hmm. Okay, so as Next Move points out, uh, when a problem does occur, like for instance, there was a missing seat in one of their models that got delivered. Really? Um, yep, and if it's near the end of a quarter, Tesla usually wants to sell a lot of cars so they have better service. But what they've seen is when they're not near the end of a quarter and they have a problem and they contact a high-level member of Tesla, the repairs get forgotten or lost in their Tesla system. So, for instance, um, when the car came in with the missing seat, Tesla was like, oh, my gosh, so sorry. We'll have that fixed right away. And then weeks went by. And when they finally got in contact with them again, they were like, a Tesla, where's the seat? And they're like, oh, that didn't get fixed. So sorry. I guess we lost seat? Tesla wants to stick to their policy of pay first, then take delivery, and then see if there are any problems. And I think if you've ever gotten a car delivered to you, you know that that's not the case. You you get shown the car in the dealer's lot. You're about to sign the papers. And if there's any problems, you go, whoa, whoa, whoa. What's there's, this? What's this? Right. Fix it. I'm right. not I'm not taking delivery yet. Right. And that's not how Tesla does it. They're like, oh, you don't want to take delivery? Then we'll cancel the whole deal. And the other problem that they have with Tesla is that when there do need to be regular repairs, like if one of their customers gets into an accident, it never takes less than two months to get fixed. So for instance, they've got a new tailgate on a Model S that took five months to get replaced, or uh, it took three months for a new windshield to get installed. Oh my God. And so Nextmove has spoken privately with Tesla employees who have told them, you know, yes, uh, you need to get this message out about this Tesla service problem because we feel embarrassed. I mean, we're working for the company. We want to do the right thing for customers, but we can't. Um, and so Next Move came out with this video. I urge you guys to watch it. It's in German, but there's subtitles in English where they explain the whole problem. Um, and they're not trying to throw Tesla under the bus. They're just frustrated because they've been trying to work with Tesla for months to come up with a system that'll work for both parties. And Tesla is not willing to do anything about it. And this is frustrating for Jesse and I because we love Tesla, obviously. We want the best for them. We know that, as we said, most times things go perfectly. But when it doesn't, they seem to have some kind of problem putting the customer first. Right. I mean, I hope that the new head of Tesla Europe, Sasha Zond, can fix this soon. I mean, I'm hoping that this was a problem of like the wrong executive not understanding the policy or mm -hmm. something. But I mean, we got to keep in mind, this was a $5 million order that they just lost. Wow. And it's, you know, it's not a little problem. And we've been hearing this from just regular customers that if you take delivery of a car and it's got a defect, you want it taken care of right away or you, pretty much you don't want it there in the first place. Right. And to be fair here, I mean, we are not trying to, to hate on Tesla or anything like that. 
I think that if you've watched this channel long enough, you know that. But we do want to be open and honest here, and this is something that we've been hearing from lots of different people. Now, it doesn't happen in all cases. Not all service problems uh, lead to a giant headache. Right. In fact, Kyle Fields at Clean Technica has an entire article that basically talks about his uh, really, really smooth uh, service appointment where he got mobile service. You know, he didn't even have to drive down to the service center. A truck came and fixed his car in his driveway, which is super cool. And I've had that happen too, and it's super smooth. You feel like a pretty slick kid um, when the Tesla service van rolls up and they fix your car in the work parking lot and you didn't have to, you know, take, a, you know, hours out of your day just to go drop off a car and then have someone drive you home. That's that's really, really nice. Yeah, I mean, remember in 2017 uh, on the Q1 earnings call, Elon said the following. Our policy for service loaners is that the service loaner fleet will be the very best version of a Tesla that is available. If you have a Model X that comes in for service, the service loaner you will get will be the absolute fully loaded state-of-the-art P100D ludicrous Model X that we have. Same for the Model S. And so this week, James Locke asked on Twitter, Elon, not sure what's happened, but remember this? I was just informed by service as a Tesla owner, the vehicle loaner program is no more. I don't want a gas car or a gas Uber 90 miles back to work for my closest service. Please bring back one of the things that customers loved. And Elon responded, This isn't correct. We'll address, which is confusing to me. What is not correct? The thing that he said? Like the, the, that what Elon said those years ago is not correct, that he's somehow being misquoted? Or is he saying that uh, what this guy is going through is not right, and he's going to make sure mm. that that gets addressed. And is he only going to address it at that particular service center or countrywide? Because right. I've had this experience at service centers here in New England where I go in, and it used to be that I would get a loaner, and they would try and give me the best loaner they could. And then it started slipping where it was like, yeah, well, we got this Tesla. It's not nothing like yours. but And I was like, whatever. And then it went to, uh, we'll give you some Uber credits. And I'm like, no, because that means I'll be in a gas car. And then it went to, uh, you can get a rental. And I'm like, I know you're going to pay for the rental, but they don't have any Teslas. And then finally they got some Teslas and they're like, you might get a Tesla with the rental company. And I'm like, but that's not the same as knowing that I'll get a Tesla. So yeah, it's really slipped. And all I want to know is, did the policy change or are they running out of cars or like what's going on? Right. Because I think that this was a great idea and, you know, whether or not it's implementable is another facet but if you could stick with it if you could actually make it work you would be upselling almost everyone because yeah. let's say you have a model s standard range that you just bought right and you get in a fully loaded uh performance model s and it's zero to 60 time is is seconds lower than the model s that you bought you might be going to yourself like mm, man time to start saving you know gee, I didn't even think that it was going to be this good. It's really good. I really want it. Exactly. You know, you get back your car, you're like, ah, oh, it's it's fixed, but oh, right. man, do I wish I had this. Right. And it's just one of those things where you just feel calm and relaxed. All right, if I have to take it in for service, I'm going to get a P100D Ludicrous, and it's going to be awesome. Right. I've never gotten a Ludicrous, by the way. And in fact, I've never gotten a performance, uh, even though I have a performance. So it's like, that kind of irked me because like it didn't happen once or twice. It's never happened that I got something equal to my car. Don't come up with this policy. Don't talk right. about this idea unless you've run it through the numbers and you're like, okay, this is going to work. This is something that we can, we can do. Exactly. And I think that's why when Jesse and I came up with our idea of like, 
Tesla, you need a CMO, you need a chief you know, marketing officer. The CMO could come out and say, instead of doing X, Y, and Z, we're going to be doing A, B, and C. Right. So, you know, we will try to get you a Tesla loaner if, if applicable, or we will try and get you a Tesla rental. And worst case, we will get you just a regular rental. Then the then everyone would be on the same page. We would be like, oh, okay, that kind of sucks. But, you know, that's basically what you get with any other car company. Right. Um, if you get a loaner at all, most of the time you're just bringing it down to your local shop and you just have to bum rides off your friends for the, the whole right. week. So I, I think that this is something that definitely needs to be focused on. It's something that needs to be addressed. And Elon said he would address it. So address it, please, because... Yeah, this is something that really bugs a lot of people. So did you hear about this, Jesse? There's a new study by the National Institutes of Health, the largest of its kind, by the way. They studied 7,000 adults between the ages of 45 and 84 uh, from six locations throughout the U.S., highly populated areas like Baltimore, Chicago, L.A. And they did this study for 18 years, from the year 2000 to 2018. Mm -hmm. um, they even ran repeated CT scans on people. So, I mean, this 7, is... 7,000 people? Yeah, this is a big, big study. And guess what they found? Um, what? The combined health effect of multiple air pollutants, ozone, fine particulates known as PM 2.5, nitrogen oxides, and black carbon was greater than when the pollutants were assessed individually, said Bonnie Jubert, PhD. Now, the strongest association between a pollutant and emphysema was seen with exposure to ozone. Ground-level ozone is the part of smog that you just can't see. It's colorless, and it comes from the photochemical transformation that occurs when pollutants interact with sunlight. So why is this story called Pack-A-Day? Well, get this. The increase in emphysema we observed was relatively large, similar to the lung damage caused by 29 pack years of smoking and three years of aging. That is from Dr. R. Graham Barr, the professor of medicine and epidemiology at Columbia University Irving Medical Center. 29 pack years. So this is throughout the study mm -hmm. conducted over about 18 years. Mm -hmm. These are people who are living in highly polluted areas, mm -hmm. you know, city centers, yep. lots of cars, lots mm -hmm. of lots of traffic yep 29 pack years and three years of aging so did yeah, you know what a pack year is so that's smoking a pack a day every day for a year that's pack year 29 pack years right and three years of aging so, so three years of aging means that you're you've lost three years of your life right you're gonna die three years earlier than you were previously right and the 29 pack years of damage to your lungs. It's like someone came and they put you in a machine that sucked life out of you, just like in um, in Princess Bride, and they sucked three years of life out of you, and then they made you smoke a pack a day for 29 years. Yeah. That, that is the same, that is equivalent to living in a highly populated area with a lot of air pollution. Now, what blew me away was I know that exposure to air pollution causes deaths, but I didn't know that in 2011 alone in the United States, there were 107,000 premature deaths caused by air pollution. So to put that in some context, because you might be like 107,000 deaths in a year, I can't picture that. Well, there's about half a million deaths a year caused by heart disease, which is the number one killer in the United States. Mm -hmm. There are about 33,000 people killed on the highways and car accidents every year in the U.S. So 
this is right up there. One of the top killers in the United States is air pollution. According to the study, the big surprise was the magnitude of this, putting pollution in the same league as cigarette smoking. Cigarette smoking is by far the best known cause of emphysema. The fact that ozone is in the same league was definitely a surprise, said Dr. Joel Kaufman, physician, epidemiologist, and faculty member at University of Washington. This is one of the first times that we've studied this especially to this extent, mm -hmm. and found out that, yeah, when you take all these pollutants, mix them together, and live there, you might as well just be smoking every day. Right. You could you could go somewhere in the forest, right? Live a wonderful forest-dwelling life and just be smoking it up, right? The same thing. You well, might be saying, oh, that's, so, that's terrible, smoking that many cigarettes. Nope. You could just do that. I'm not saying you should do that. You should just go live in the forest and just enjoy your life. Don't smoke. But but imagine sending your kids out every day in, in the city and being like, go play. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Don't forget your cigarettes. You forgot your cigarettes. What are you doing? That's what you're Those, sending your, That's the rule. That's right? what you're sending your kids out to do. That's exact. I mean, it's just so, absolutely sickening. So here's the thing. When you're watching the show and you're like, well, guys, you know, you talk all about, uh, you know, EVs being better, but I don't know if I believe you and I don't know if I care because I don't really care about the environment or uh, care about warming the planet mm -hmm. or even believe any of the science. Let's throw all that away for a second. Right. How about the pollution coming out of your tailpipe? Exactly. This study is showing that that pollution kills us. Yep. So if for no other reason than human health from a very selfish human health reason, why not stop it? Right. We should be switching to EVs yeah. for so many reasons. Because, I mean, people write to me all the time and they're mm -hmm. like, well, I saw this study that shows that, uh, you know, it takes more CO2 to make an EV than it does. It takes 225,000 miles of driving before you get to zero. Okay, let's just say that's true. But coming out of the tailpipe of that EV for those 225,000 miles is nothing. Right. Nothing's coming out. Right. They don't even put a, they don't even bother putting a tailpipe on there because right. there's nothing to hook it up to. Right. Um, and again, those studies are funded by big oil because as we talked about in our in-depth uh just a couple days ago there's a huge incentive to lie to you and make you think that evs are bad but just beyond all of this is air pollution well and why do you think these studies haven't come out before because there was no funding for them right i mean it's amazing to me that this funding happened and a lot of this funding came from the epa and you might be saying well that's weird zach because uh isn't the trump epa kind of awful yeah it is but we actually had a different epa for the last eight years under a different president and that's when this got funded so that's what happens is if you don't fund the studies you don't find out the science well anyway it's time for the lightning round funny enough lightning also makes ozone but most of it ends up in the upper atmosphere does it end up giving us emphysema, which, oh, is a, which is a good thing. Well, some interesting news here out of Minneapolis, Minnesota, the 46th largest city in the U.S. with a population of about 425,000. Their city council just voted to ban the construction of new drive throughs to improve road safety, curb air pollution, and instill a culture where pedestrians can freely and safely move about within the city limits. So not closing old drive throughs if there's one existing, but no new drive throughs And I thought this was pretty interesting because I kind of forgot that when you're sitting at a drive through especially at rush hour, you know, at, at lunchtime, mm -hmm. uh, there can be, you know, 5, 10, 15 cars all waiting and they have to keep their engines running if they want to keep the car warm in the winter or cool in the summer. So basically you just have a traffic jam around a building where people are eating. That's kind of disgusting. So yeah, that's a good reason to ban it. But then what happens when EVs finally do take over? Um, will we have a different mindset about drive throughs or will we still be feeling like, well, drive throughs don't really make it conducive to pedestrians, so we shouldn't have them. But then there's going to be autonomous cars pulling up to get uh, 
food. Imagine for a moment, there's no cars on the road. Okay. The road is divided up into like bike lanes and pedestrian walkway. Nice. And everything is just underground. Just picture, I know that it's not possible everywhere, but it could be possible oh, yeah. in some places. Lots and of places. I just want you to think about that for a moment. I know. You could have, instead of an intersection, you could have a big park. I know. Right? You're walking awesome? down the streets of picture new york mm-hmm. right and instead of it just being like hustle and bustle and honking i'm cars, walking here hey i'll get out of the road and the the loud cars and everything that's a good point because i mean in new york for instance there's the high line now it's beautiful it right? attracts it's, people it's so nice i've been on it and it's lovely right you're still above new york you have to you know contend with all the noise and everything like that but it's still nice it is a tourist attraction well you just mentioned another thing i was in new york recently and the truck noise is unbelievable right if there wasn't a whole bunch of big trucks all the time and you just said something which i know a lot of people are going to fight back here they're gonna be like how are you gonna get deliveries you can get deliveries under a building there can be an elevator down to the thing and you figure this kind of stuff yeah we can figure it out and you can do it in chunks right you can just say all right take sixth avenue all pedestrian walkway yeah I know that seems crazy, but I mean, if you did it, if you did it, imagine what would happen. This future we could imagine where there's just no cars on the road and you you don't worry about your kids going out and playing with their friends who live across the street because the cars are not there, right? They can, oh, just go for a bike ride. All right, so we're back from that discussion, which had to go over to the Patreon bonus stories because it was so crazily long. We went on a rant. We went so on a rant. you can see the rest of it on the Patreon bonus stories. Um, but yeah, we had to cut that off at some yeah, point. You have to see, it got too you have to see where we ended crazy. up. Crazy. All right, so Model 3 and Model Y have had price increases last week. Um, not a big deal, everybody. Don't get too upset. Don't get too upset. <laughs> Everyone seems to freak Freak out as soon as the littlest little update to the price happens to the Model 3 yeah. or basically any Tesla. They're just like, how could this happen? Oh, my goodness. And I just want everyone to just calm down. Yeah, keep in mind that every car company has price increases, price drops. I mean, the Model right. 3 performance went up $1,000 to $55.9 last week. But this is after a huge drop, drop that it exactly. had. It's, it's rickety cheap. And then the Model Y has had a price increase. So the rear-wheel drive long range is 48000 The all-wheel drive dual motor is 52000 And the Model Y performance is going to be 61000 before incentives. That, of course, is the Model Y due out in the fall of 2020. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think they're doing it to get you to rush to put your money down. It's just that they know that that is the price they're going to have to charge to keep their margins up. Right. So at the Donner Pass in California, the California Highway Patrol said this. Tesla is out testing the new electric truck tractor. The driver stated the concrete blocks are for testing purposes only. According to the driver, the truck is operating at approximately 75,000 pounds and the truck is meeting or exceeding the range estimates. Electric trucks are definitely the future. We look forward to seeing more electric trucks on the road. So first of all, Kudos to you guys at the California Highway Patrol because you're awesome for saying that. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people have been like, this is great. The range is even higher on the semi-truck. We don't know that for sure. He just said meets or exceeds. So take take it easy. But I, I would argue, put it on the flip side, if he was saying our range is way <laughs> worse, worse than, right. then that would be bad. And, no, and this is true. This is going up a mountain. So uh, <laughs> the, it's really cool that they're having no trouble yeah. bringing the 
almost the capacity of the truck. Now, the capacity of the truck is 80,000 pounds, so they're almost at capacity. Keep in mind, this is a Class 8 truck with a either 300-mile range for 150,000 or a 500-mile range for 180,000. And to put it in perspective, Daimler's E-Cascadia electric truck just came out last week. Uh, they delivered their first two. Uh, and that has a range of 250 miles. And it's not a Class 8 truck, and it can't tow uh, 80,000 pounds. Right. Welcome, Mazda! Right. We make fun of Mazda a lot, because until now, they haven't had a single model of electric car. But soon, they will have one. And we will still make fun of them. Yeah, apparently the Japanese car maker is testing its first EV in Norway, because Electric is posting these photos of what appears to be a CX-5 SUV body in camo and has no exhaust. So it was announced in 2016 that it would come out this year, but the CEO, Akira Maramuto, has confirmed it has been pushed back to 2020. Thank you, Jonathan Rodriguez, for taking those photos. Yep. Uh, good spot there. Now, Jesse, you've seen this YouTube channel before, right? It's the UK's YouTube channel called CarWow. They review lots of cars. Oh, they have lots of drag races. Yes. Lots, a bunch of Tesla drag races, yes. too. Uh, they just came out with an episode that had the 10 best EVs, and guess mm -hmm. what was the number one? Uh, the Model 3, because yeah. it's the it's the best EV there yeah. is. They said, quote, it's the best electric car you can currently buy, the Tesla Model 3. So Stephen Ploem uh, tweeted at uh, Rivian. They said, hi there. I pre-registered for a Rivian SUV. I noticed it has a glass roof. Is this a sliding roof or is it a fixed roof? And Rivian said, hi, Stephen. We will offer multiple roof styles, including electrochromic glass, which turns from opaque to transparent on demand, a fixed glass panel, a two-piece removable composite roof, and a standard fixed roof. What is electrochromic glass? So, I mean, again, as Rivian stated, it's this magic glass. Oh, it's magic. Where you, like, put some like, electricity through it, and it can turn from uh, transparent to opaque, and opaque to transparent. So you have to say, transperio. No, it's... Okay, well, it's just... Any sufficiently advanced uh, piece of technology is indistinguishable now, from magic, and this is one of them. I have heard that it's very expensive. The last production car I heard about it being on was McLaren. And we know that a lot of the people at Rivian, a lot of the engineers are from McLaren. Maybe that's why it's there. Um, so I'm guessing this is going to be a very expensive upgrade. So 21 states and some big cities like Miami, Chicago, LA, New York City, Philadelphia, and Boulder are suing the Trump administration because the Environmental Protection Agency, the Environmental Protection Agency, canceled the clean power plan in June, which will now make it cheaper for coal power plants. So wait a minute. So the EPA, which mm -hmm. again stands for the Environmental Protection Agency. Their own analysis, so the EPA's own analysis of the new rules predict that an extra 300 to 1,500 people will die each year by 2030 because of the additional air pollution from the power grid. And the EPA's administrator, Andrew Wheeler, said in June that Americans want, quote, reliable energy that they can afford, unquote adding that he expected more coal plants will open as a result. That's why you got an EPA director. That's his job, to make sure that we got reliable energy we can afford. A new paper published in Nature Energy concludes a combination of technological advances, cost declines, and government support has helped make grid parity a reality in China today. So get this, China has solar power that is cheaper than grid power. They're wow. now the world's biggest installer of solar panels and the generator of solar power in the world is China. Good job, China. Good job, China, on that one. So check this out, Jesse. Mm -hmm. This Finnish company called Solar Foods has invented a process to make solene. Uh, what's solene? It is a protein powder made out of, wait for it, thin air. Uh, I don't think the law of conservation of matter can, uh, 
contend with that. I don't think you can make it out of thin... Oh, you're saying the air. Yeah, get this. You take carbon dioxide from the air. Okay. You take water, which I guess you could get from the air. Okay. And you add electricity from the sun, which comes through the air. Okay. And you get this, unlimited protein source, according to Solar Foods. So the end product looks and tastes like wheat flour with 50% protein content, wow. 20 to 26% carbohydrates, and 5 to 10% fat. Okay, so what's the catch? I don't know. There's really no catch. It takes 10 liters of water to produce one kilo of soleum oh, powder. No. Okay, but put that in perspective. Uh -huh. Guess how many liters of water it takes to produce one kilo of beef? Oh, so more so more than 10 liters. That, so 20, 20 liters. Uh, 15,500 liters of water to make one kilo of beef. Right now, the company just produces one kilo of soleine powder per day, but plans are to scale and release their product to the market in the next two years. I mean, this is, that's like ultra vegan right because you're not even yeah you know you're not even killing anything usually you have to kill a plant yeah or at least take the fruit or whatever you have to do yeah to eat it and now all of a sudden you're not doing you're not messing with no life no that's yeah that's bananas <laughs> i don't think we've ever i guess it's not bananas that's bananas, like pacifist vegan or something that's beyond yeah. vegan yeah beyond <laughs> vegan that's the name of your products impossible <laughs> vegan see this jesse that is the world's largest all-electric ferry. Meet Ellen. That's the name of the ferry? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She just made her maiden voyage last week, connecting the ports of Sobi and Fienschav on the islands of Ario and Als in southern Denmark. It is an all-electric ferry, and it's the largest in the world. I'm reading here. It has a 4.3 megawatt hour battery, yeah. and it can transport 30 vehicles and 200 passengers, and it will save 2,000 tons of CO2. 42 tons of nitrous oxide, 1.4 tons of sulfur dioxide, and 2.5 tons of particulates from entering the atmosphere. Yeah, I just want to stop for a second. It's not that big a ship, right? I mean, we've seen bigger ships. Yeah, I've been on bigger ships. And in one year, let's just take that last stat you gave, the yeah, 2.5 yeah. tons of particulates. Particulates are those little tiny PM 2.5 particles. You can't see them. You can't see they're them. Smaller they're than so a human small hair. that like, right. they get into your bloodstream. This one boat would have made two and a half tons of that if it had been diesel. Can you even imagine a pile of all of this? It's, it's like smaller than, it's way smaller than soot. Right. Right. And it's so it's a truckload a big... of, of soot that you would just, oh. and this is just one ship. So imagine what's out there, what's being produced as we speak. Right. All right. It's time for our video contributor story. Now, if you're watching this, you're like, what's a video contributor story? Well, it's a story that you as a, as our viewer can contribute to us. Um, we love them on the show. You mm -hmm. just make them two minutes or less. Don't add any music. Make really good audio by using like a good mic or not standing in the wind um, and uh, put some B-roll in there. Check out this story we got from Tune and Julia. Hi Zach and Jesse, I'm here at Bjor HQ, building robots as you know, and guess who's here also? Me! <laughs> Julia! We actually met through the channel, Yeah. she was on the road trip videos, I was on the road trip videos, and the Now You Know community mm -hmm. merged. Because I um, wanted to do work experience, and I saw the video where um, Tune was in, and I thought it would be a nice opportunity to just uh, join the company maybe for two weeks and see what it's like here. Yeah, and we're about to show you some videos of what Julia did, what we did in the two weeks. So I hope you're going to enjoy it.
I just really enjoyed my time here. I'm gonna take some stuff back to Germany that I learned here and I'm pretty excited that I got to spend two weeks in the company. Alright guys, thanks for watching the video. We had a blast here uh, at the Bureau headquarters yeah. with Julia. And uh, we hope to talk to you soon. Bye! -bye. Bye. I met Tune and Julia on our last Euro road trip. Mm -hmm. um, Julia was fantastic, uh, doing amazing things in Germany to try and get solar energy in her country. And then she saw Tune on one of our episodes. They connected. She went over there. It, that's just wonderful that's connection. That's awesome. And uh, you know what's also awesome? Build your own robot. Yes. Um, for those of you who have uh, kids, I mean, we talked about this a, a bit of a while ago. So, I mean, you know, if you start think about birthdays, maybe maybe Christmas or other holidays, um, build your own robot kit makes uh, building a robot extremely easy. I mean, I've done it with, uh, I believe, a six-year-old, and they had absolutely no problem building their own robot out of cardboard. Let's put a link below yep. for build your own robot. Uh, supplies are limited, so you better better hurry up. Yeah. All right, it's time for our Patreon bonus stories. Um, if you can't get enough of Tesla Time news, head over to Patreon right now. And as for as little as a buck a month, you can support us on the show and get to watch so much news, you're not going to know what to do with yourself. Mm -hmm. So head over there now. All right, we're back from the Patreon bonus stories. It's time for our Patreon shoutouts. These are people who support us with $5 or more a month, and they end up on our end credits to the show. Who do we got this week, Jess? We have Marianne Prihus. Carrie B. Clements. David Cho. The Clemsters. H.T. Charlie. Nathan 0490. Joel Frederick. And we did it again, I think. three weeks in a row. I, that's I thought for sure this would be the week we wouldn't make it, so I was very like ready for that. Yeah, this Come is a, this is a Come good on, way wow. to mispronounce more people's names yes. because thank you so much. We folks. just want to get through. <laughs> All <laughs> right, it's time for Elon's tweets of the week. Here we go. Um, this first one, I'm a little worried about him, Jesse. So please help me out. He said, "No, but seriously, don't do it." Uh, what? What? Has he been on medication? And now he's drinking alcohol. No, this is memes. Oh, okay. So everything's okay. Yes, this okay. is this is what we call memes. Oh, it's, it's fun. a funny okay, good. thing. How about this one then? <laughs> awesome. Again, okay. Okay, I feel memes, better now. right? Okay, it's it's memes. It's okay. just funny jokes. Gotcha. So uh, Kaz said, thank you, Meme Lord 69 and Elon said, stop posting my password on Twitter. Giggle. I love NASA. And then Elon said, that was my actual password at one point. His password was, <laughs> I love NASA, right, which is scary because he owns a, a car company. <laughs> All right, let's get into the serious tweet there. Um, David Abrams said, Elon, is it true that the Model 3 sound system is on some level a Bang Olsen? And Elon said, Tesla audio engineers come from B&O and many other companies. They literally rock. Our system is highly programmable, so we keep improving it via over-the-air codec updates. But here's the big one that's important to mm -hmm. me. In Elon, we trust said, love to have Spotify premium support. And Elon, Elon said, said, coming. Okay, this is a big tweet. I know you've heard a lot of things about Spotify, um, but this is the first time where he's actually said that it's coming to the cars. Um, and then we just had to put this tweet in here. It's not from Elon, it's from uh, someone else, but uh, check this out. The I mean, funny the thing was that isn't a Sentry camera. That's a different camera. Uh, well, it shows Sentry mode. Sentry mode turns on, but 
it wasn't the sentry mode camera. So I don't, I don't understand where they got this. Oh, I see. It's a separate. Fo- oh, I get you. Yeah. Community mail time. All right, it's time for community mail time. We got a lot this week, Jesse. All right. First of all, Scott's a baller. Hey, Zach and Jesse. So. I'm too old and fat to be much of a baller, but I still carry a basketball in my trunk. And uh, what I found out was that if you look at the trunk, there's this little area over here. And if you put your ball in it and push down a little, it keeps it securely in place so you can carry a basketball in your trunk without it rolling around. Now you know. Yeah, I don't care what you say. Awesome shot there, Scott. I and if you can do it with a soccer ball. Well, and oh, I bet you can. And what thank you for football? that tip. I didn't know you could stick a ball there and it would stay. That's great to know. Right. This is a, and why doesn't Tesla tell you this? Was it designed for that or is it just something he figured out? It's a really good spot for a first aid kit. Now, remember a week ago we talked about the Hyundai Kona coming to India mm-hmm. and we didn't know if that was a good thing, a bad thing. Well, our friend Sandeep told us this. The Hyundai Kona Electric was launched in India on July 9th with a price tag of 25.3 lakh Indian rupees, which is 35,500 US dollars, which is a mid-size SUV with a premium price tag. The car market compared to two-wheeler market is very small in India, but SUVs are being sold in high volumes year by year. The recent cut down on taxes on EVs from 12% to 5% could help reduce the price of this car. But when it comes to buying this car, it still costs two and a half times more than the diesel petrol SUVs. Moreover, Hyundai released the 32.5 kilowatt version in India, claiming a range of 450 kilometers or 300 miles, which is not true. With no charging network on highways, the SUV is useless as many buyers take long drives every weekend in India to their hometowns. It is a first step towards EV future in India, but it is happening very slowly. So thank you, Sandeep, because Mm. otherwise we'd have no idea if that was such a good thing. Our friend Sashin wants everyone living in Snohomish County, Washington, uh, to know that there is a fantastic rebate offer on the 2019 Nissan Leaf. It's $3,500 for the 2019 Leaf with the 40 kilowatt hour battery and $2,500 on the Leaf with the 62 kilowatt hour battery. You uh, do have to be a customer of the Snohomish PUD, Uh, which is just north of Seattle in the Puget Sound area. So it's a pretty small audience, he knows, but he wants people there to be aware of this. So thank you. So I was tooting our own horn uh, last week, talking about how EcoWare has planted 300 trees, Mm -hmm. right? Well, Mark wrote to tell me a story about how when he was 18, he and his father planted 45,000 spruce and pine trees on land that they used to live on in Quebec. Wow. Um, See this little map here? I Mm -hmm. I found it on Google Maps. Um, That whole little rectangle there they planted, that is what 45,000 trees looks like. And it just put it in perspective for me. It was like, wow, the legacy they left behind is a forest. Right. Um, And then I found this picture of uh, what it looks like from the ground on Google Maps. And uh, basically they planted that row of trees there to kind of block the wind from a local pig farm that was making the smell go onto their property. So. So amazing what it can happen after you plant that many trees. Like it was all just seedlings and yeah. now it's a forest. Wow. All right. So Rohan shared this video of an awesome charging station just installed in his hometown. Hey, Zach and Jesse. I'm here in my hometown of Newcastle, Australia, and the city council has just installed five electric vehicle charging bays with two 22 kilowatt uh, dual uh, type two output uh, chargers and one tritium 50 kilowatt DC fast charger. Uh, the best, char- best thing about this charger is uh, the roof above me uh, is a 44 kilowatt solar array uh, and it feeds a 120 kilowatt battery stored under the stadium here, uh, which directly feeds all of these chargers. Um, the council has a couple of these going in over the next six months, 
Uh, but in Australia, this is uh, really good to see. There's not much EV charging infrastructure going on here. Everybody loves their petrol cars here. So it's uh, good to see. Now you know. Thank you, Rohan. That's awesome. And our friend Greg wanted to let everyone know that there's going to be Electrofest 2019 um, on August 24th in Vancouver, Canada, where you can test numerous EVs and Tesla owners are participating in ride-alongs. He also told us this story about his daughter who's working at a school where the kids recently took a field trip. So they got in a bus, about 15 kids, 6 to 10 years old. Uh, they went on this 25-kilometer bus trip, and guess what they played on the ride? Uh, 99 bottles of beer on the wall, 99 bottles of beer. Oh, uh, no, uh, this is the song that never ends. It does it on and on, my friends. Some people started singing it, not knowing what it was. They kept on saying, right? No, well, I mean, they might have played that, but they also this played the song Spot the Tesla. As Greg said, they called out Tesla whenever anyone saw Tesla and they would all then look. They didn't call out Ford or Chevy. They all know what a Tesla looks like. What do you think they'll want to drive when they're older? That's cool. I remember when I was a kid on the bus, all we tried to do was get truck drivers to toot their horn and then the teachers got really mad at us. So Christo shared this with us. It's a great charging and recycling station at the Boca Negra hiking trail at the National Park in Albuquerque, New Mexico. So you want to know where Greta is? Uh, yeah. She's already traveled over a thousand nautical miles Here's where she is. That looks like the middle of the ocean. Yeah, she's in a sailboat. She wants to come to the U.S., but she doesn't want to spend any carbon. So she's taking a sailboat she's all the way across sailboat. the ocean. Yeah, she'll be here in five to six days docking in New York City, and we would love to have a big greeting party for her. We don't know exactly when she's docking, but you can track her progress here. So keep track of when she's coming. Um, and then if you live in the New York City area... Get yourself down to the harbor and welcome her. And our friend Matt over at Sunlight Conversions is uh, going to be uh, leading this charge. He's been talking to a lot of people on our Discord, trying to organize an event. We're going to see if we can put together a Facebook group, and uh, we'll we'll probably be posting it uh, probably on Twitter. Check it out on Twitter. So we've been hearing a lot from friends all throughout the U.S. that since we complained, and by we, I mean all of us tweeting and sending social media messages to Tesla, that Tesla has made a change to their customer service system, now allowing phone calls to a real person at Tesla again, and even allowing you to leave voice messages. So this might have just been a few people. I want to make sure it's happening to everybody. Let us know if you've had a similar experience, because we might have actually made a difference, all of us, a week or so ago when we started tweeting at Tesla that we're not happy with their customer service. Yeah, so let us know down in the comments below.
So our friend Mundagus was driving his Model S recently and got hit by a driver who then drove away. Now, luckily, Mundagus's Tesla cam caught the accident and the license plate, which made his insurance experience a little bit easier. Now, it has spoiled his planned European road trip next week. We're really sorry about that, dude. But at least you caught the guy who did it and drove away. And our friend Paul from Teva sent us this awesome drone footage of the recent Taiwan Electric Vehicle Association get-together. Paul, I have to hand it to you. You always have the best drone footage. And th that location, holy smokes. Yeah, cool. That's wicked cool. Yeah. Now, Cher loves to ski and snowboard, and Cher will be turning 75 in a week. So happy birthday, Cher. So Cher did 100 days of skiing and snowboarding last year. But she, you just said that she's going to be turning 75. Yep. She's 75 and she did 100. I've, look, okay. I used to do ski club as a kid. I probably did maybe 10 days of skiing and it was like after school. So it wasn't even a full day. Right. And like, that's about all the skiing I could do. And that was in my prime. Get this. She wanted to break her record and make it 125 days. But to get in the last few days up at Mammoth and she wanted to pull her new teardrop trailer and she had never pulled a trailer before so her son helped her hook it up and she went off and she got to her 125th day on july 28th she says i just love my cars almost as much as i love my children big tesla grin all right it's time for our on-air question and if you uh join us on patreon at the four dollar level or higher you can put your question every week and we're going to choose one for on air so what do we got this week jess we have julian he says hi guys i'm a proud new owner of a model 3 standard range plus there is quite a buzz with the Model 3 right now in Quebec, Canada. I've been following you for a long time, and I've decided recently to be on your Patreon. My question. Apart from tweeting to Elon or applying for an engineering job at Tesla, is there any other reliable way I can suggest product improvements? I want to participate in the next over-the-air updates to come. Yes, you can. It's called moretesla.com. Um, it is a fantastic resource um, of you can upvote and downvote things uh, you know ideas and features and bug fixes um, so go check it out moretesla.com and the results of our patreon poll this week are pretty important because they have to do with customer service the question was with the experience you've had with tesla customer service could you recommend buying a tesla to a friend and 166 people said, yes, I'd be happy to recommend buying a Tesla. And 24 people said, no, not with the experience I've had. This kind of fits what we've been saying, which is that most people experience a perfect, flawless, wonderful experience. Mm -hmm. It's just that every now and then there's not such a great experience and they do a horrible job at that point of the communication and customer service that should take place from that point on. Right. It's like they don't know what to do. It's like they're deer caught in the headlights when <gasps> there's a problem. Uh, what do we do now? All right, it's time for Supercharger Reviews. And I just want to say, I'm so excited that when I zoom in on the map, uh, which is right here on our website, um, see all those green icons, Jesse? Yeah. Those mean that there are videos that people have submitted. Um, and so look at all the green icons. It's, it's just about anywhere you zoom in, at least in America, uh, there are so many supercharger reviews now what we have to work on are the destination chargers so yes. don't be afraid to go to a restaurant or a hotel or whatever and get us a video from one of those as well right because there has to be someone there who's cool enough to install a destination charger right so you know that you're going to a pretty cool place that's right all right what do we got this week let's see hey jesse and zach coming to you from the albuquerque supercharger which is outside of an applebee's and it is a four or five stall does have a Holiday Inn Express right here as well. 
I give it about a five out of ten just because there's not a whole lot else around except for the Applebee's and the Holiday Inn Express. Now you know. Hi, we're at the supercharger station in Arboga, Sweden. They have porting stalls right next to the highway and there are plenty of food options to choose between. We have McDonald's, Burger King, Subway, Matbaren, which is a buffet and they have traditional food and also diners as well as the dollar store. Uh, it's not the most beautiful place but I would rate this supercharger station 8 out of 10. Thank you. Hey Zach and Jesse, this is Josh in Alberta. I'm at the Rocky View Supercharger uh, which is right next to Cross Iron Mills Mall here. This mall has got lots of things to do. It's a humongous mall with a movie theater and lots of stores. Uh, I'm here when the mall's closed, but even if it is closed, there's a McDonald's and an A&W and a bunch of things just down the street here. It's only a couple minutes off the number two highway north. I'd give it uh, a nine out of 10. Awesome. Fantastic. I love that. Love that part of the show. It is the best. Okay, so we got new superchargers this week. What do we got? We have the eight stall, 150 kilowatt supercharger in Albert Lee uh, at the Happy Trails Lane in Minnesota. Number 688 in the U.S. is a 10-stall, 150 kilowatts at Hudsonville, Michigan. Number 71 in Germany and 473 in Europe and 1,616 in the world is the 10-stall at Gutzkau, Germany. All right, so we need your help, folks. Uh, we've now got a name for our community projects. We had been calling it that, but now we've got a real name that we've got from Patreons. We had over 150 people submit names. And we called... picked one. Now we act. Yeah, so we've secured nowweact.org. Thank you so much to everyone who submitted names. And thank you to Sid and to Roderick, who actually picked that name. Tons of great names. It was yes. hard to pick. But this one really stood out to us. Now we act. And so next is what we need is this. Yes. First thing we need is a logo. Yes. Every great organization website has a logo. So if you are a graphic designer, please go to this form right here. We'll put the link down in the description below. Mm -hmm. um, and submit your logo design ideas because we might pick yours. So think about now we act, think about what that means to you, come up with a cool logo and submit it. Thank you for doing that. So the next thing we need is a mock-up and user facilitator. So now we act will be highly community oriented and rely on carefully curated content and interactions. The user experience, selection of features and development of education will be key to our success. We are recruiting a key role for someone to create a series of mock-ups and facilitate discussions about the site's layout, text and content. You can use any mock-up or prototype tool of your choice, and this person should be very comfortable facilitating discussions and guiding a group through a series of iterations leading to the final structure and verbiage. So if you think you're that kind of person, mm -hmm. please submit your application here. We'll answer just a few quick questions, and um, our wonderful, awesome project manager, Tracy, will be going through them. And finally, we need a graphics and style sheet designer. So now we act has to look slick. We are looking for a designer experienced with creating graphics, site templates, and style guides for internet applications. Experience with cascading style sheets is a must. Experience with React Material UI is a plus. So if you think you are that person, please submit your resume down there. Um, it, this little link down below, which is a Google form, mm -hmm. and let Tracy know that you might be the right person. Um, we can't 
thank you guys enough for volunteering your time. Yep. This is going to be awesome. Like we are well on our way now. Yeah. Um, and now we need some more people to make this thing happen. It's going to be transformational. This project, I really, really think, uh, is gonna is gonna go places. It's gonna change the world because, um, you know, we've finally wrapped our heads around um, what having a community means and what a community can do. Yeah. And I am just so excited to bring the the whole force of 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 this awesome community to bear on some of the world's most important problems. Yeah. All right, it's time for the Patreon giveaway. So Jesse's gonna grab the big box of fun there. And uh, to get in here, remember that if you're a Patreon, uh, for every buck that you support us, you get another piece of paper in there, so you increase your chance of winning. And this week, we're going to give away two things. We're giving away these cool stasher bags. These are to replace, you know how, you know, in your kitchen, you've got um, Ziploc bags? Yeah. And you just go through them and through them, and it's plastic and plastic and plastic. Well, these you reuse over and over again, because they're really cool uh platinum silicone so they really last a long time they work awesome we've really tested these out and these come from our uh, patreon scott who sent them in he wants them to be given away so we're going to give away the stasher bags and we're going to give away an ecoware t-shirt of your choice okay and the winner this week is andre Bellier. all right congratulations congratulations yeah, so you're going to get uh, the cool stasher bags that we'll send to you and you can pick out any ecoware design you want don't forget that these are carbon offset and when you buy a tea we plant a tree so help support the show and spread the word with ecoware.us all right and you made it to the end of the show we made it to the end of the show yes um that was pretty good of us i think to to make it to the end of the show because that one was a long it, one. It was a long Especially show. Especially with the Patreon bonus stories. Well, and our rant that turned into, like, we started the the lightning round, which is supposed to always be fast and right. furious. And we just and kept we, talking. Yeah, we just, just kept going because we, we had ranted. so much to say. And you can watch it all on the Patreon bonus stories. Uh, our patrons uh, know what we're talking about um, because all of our patrons have access to the Patreon bonus stories. We wanted to make sure the Patreon bonus stories were at just the the most minimum level that we could we could get them to because we want to talk to as many people as we can um, while at the same time, uh, you know, we don't want to just be talking to random internet randos. It's not a very fun time. Like when we talk about, you know, more nuanced topics, um, just like on this show, unfortunately, um, we get a lot of people who don't seem to be able to handle nuance. Um, but everyone on our Patreon seems to be able to handle nuance which is really really nice and we're actually able to have a more detailed uh deep dive discussion on the patreon bonus stories and also show footage that we normally can't show on this show show there's so many exciting things that happen every week um just in our community and mm -hmm. like what what we showed with um tion and julia meeting each other um that was on our video contributor story Th these are two people that we met um in europe and they got to actually get together and work together and that was just heartwarming. So I mean, Bior is this build your own robot company. We, we were helping them out, um, letting people know about this fantastic product they have. Mm -hmm. And I can't stress enough how cool it is to work with kids and, and technology and see their little minds like start to go like, whoa. Right. Because you don't get this stuff in school, unfortunately. Like Bior should be in every school. Right. Kids should go to school and play with technology and robots and motors and, because, and sensors. Yeah, it's not the 19 like 30s anymore. No. Um, we have this technology, we have computers 
they're just everywhere in our lives. You are never like more than a couple feet from a computer, usually because it's in your dang pocket well, all the time. And you know what's sad about this is that the kids would get it right away. It's that most teachers in schools that Bior goes to and tells about this, they're like, well, I don't know, computers and uh, Duinos and uh, it's too complicated. Right. Well, you're you're keeping your kids back from learning. So right. I mean, that's why we're so excited about this product because at least you know you can get this for your grandchild, your nephew, your kids, and you can play with it at home, and they can start you know adding on to what they're getting at school. Right. They can learn how to code. They can learn how to right. build and engineer and solve problems. And I mean, we've made a whole like mission control thing so that we're part of it. Like yeah. it's just fun to be a part of it. So if you're thinking that might be cool, go check them out on Amazon. Um, I'm just really pumped about this product. Thank you for being our viewers. Thank you for coming along on this journey with us every week. We're so excited to be with you and to be growing with you. And we're so excited about Now We Act. Thank you so much for watching. Now you now know. You know.